this week we're talking about the difference between front end and back end and obviously tom is on the front end he likes things looking pretty and i'm on the back end i like things to actually work um so we're going to talk about how we got drawn to both of those things and i think we're also probably going to touch on um how that relates to someone who's just starting out as well i think that's the reason it get it is interesting for us at the moment because you've really very recently made this choice um and i've kind of fallen into it accidentally but it's an it's going to be an interesting discussion to see like what advice we would have to other people starting out so front end is just just to make it clear the front end is basically how stuff looks so if i open a web page what i see is the front end of it that's well that's quite a misleading way of putting it really because there's a lot of stuff that you see on a web page that is content and that is data um, and there's a lot of stuff that a front-end developer does that you don't necessarily see i mean if i'm explaining it to friends of my parents who ask what i do for a living i generally try if it gets to the point where i have to dis- describe the difference between front and back end that's generally the distinction it's front end is more how it looks like what users see um, but there's also like i think probably a tighter definition is if it runs what runs in the client so what runs in inside a browser is front-end code so html css javascript but i can be doing quite a lot of particularly now i'm doing a lot of fairly what i would have considered four, four or five years ago when i was uh solely a sort of a template constructor in my job I would have considered what I do now very much back-end work because I'm interacting with, with APIs, I'm managing data, I'm uh, having to maintain state. The whole ecosystem for front-end front end development has come along so much lately with things like um, React and, and Angular and Vue that you're doing a lot of things in there. You're handling routing, you're handling state management, you're, hand, you're essentially doing all the MVC stuff. It's kind of happening in one place. There's a lot going on when we talk about the distinction um but generally it seems like the one that works best is front end of stuff that works in the client back end of stuff that runs on a server in the context of web stuff yeah i've got my own server and then from that i kind of fetch these web pages and then send them to people if someone went to my website it'll look okay i'm more interested in the way you interact with it or the what happens to the data when you click on something or press something Maybe that maybe that's what is the difference. Maybe it's to do with how you're interacting with data. I think the general gist is that at all stages there are things that blur the lines and it only really becomes an interesting distinction when you reach the point of having to sort of choose which technologies you go deep on. So I, very early in my career, coming from having been a designer originally, um, I was I got into web development by writing CSS to customize my MySpace page. And then that meant I could then start making changes to a WordPress, a WordPress.com page, the blog that I was running for university. And then just at each step, I'm just getting a little bit deeper um, into controlling what I see on the page. For most of my career, I've been not at all interested <laughs> in what's, um, what's creating the information that I'm showing other than, oh, there's a, a GUI that I can write some content in and then, I can show that and have control over how that appears. Yeah. So I think we've it's it's a hard distinction to make, but for us, I guess it sounds like the front end is anything that happens in your browser for the most part, and then the back end stuff is probably stuff that happens on the server or say if you were calling an API 
or so anything that we we've sent some data away it's being dealt with somewhere else and then it's getting sent back the stuff where it's been sent away that's the back end and the the stuff that's running in your browser is the front end yeah i think that's a pretty good working definition and i think it's probably also useful to to maybe say that people from now on people know what we mean when we say front end and back end even though there's blurred lines and distinctions all over the place because i think it's very much like well what is music uh does a, a bird song count as music that, that's the kind of argument that you can or discussion debate that you can it's just a rabbit hole that you can go down and you may never emerge from so we can say we're happy that's our definition and if you don't like it tough <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and in the context of this podcast you ed have specialized chosen to specialize in in back-end stuff and i'm a seasoned front-ender so when i was learning python it was all about kind of just working out the logic and how the parts fit together and things like one plus one equals two but just how to how that's learning how the programming language works so one of my first things i built was a command i was just working a lot in the command line so i never even thought about doing things as a website so i built something on the command line and then you would type type something into it and the data you would get back was that was it that was the that was the program i'd built a program you could interact with it but it wasn't anything there was literally i guess literally no front end to it all you would do is get something up in your terminal and then type it in and it would give you something back and then and then eventually i went on and transferred it onto a site but that was just just to make it easier to use and you do get more options or i guess i don't want to i don't want to get to the point where i'm building software i want to be able to get to the point where i can just put that into like a web app oh and i've come to it from almost exactly the opposite direction so it wasn't until very recently that i started um writing anything that would be considered a command line application i've just um yeah everything's been within the framework of a browser first um but now i think i i do a lot of stuff with with node i do a lot of um what would essentially be called back-end development um sort of setting up express servers and, and building applications from that perspective but I, yeah, I, I'm always just kind of dabbling with that and I'm aware that I'm dipping my toes in in order to get something done to achieve my goal which is to make something look really good in the browser and I think there are a lot of back-end developers that do the same when they need to make something like appear and, sh- and be displayed to people so that's where things like bootstrap become useful is where a back-end developer is just dipping their toes into a front-end ecosystem because they need to display some stuff and it sounds like you're kind of now blurring the line between front end and back end would that be fair to say almost uh, certainly four or five years ago me would think of myself now as more of a full stack developer because i do cross those boundaries that i previously thought of as being boundaries i cross those much more often but now in fact i'm more the more of a front ender than ever almost i feel because of what the things that i have gone deep on are the browser specific technologies so it, it's javascript because it runs natively in in all browsers or most browsers caveats apply to almost every statement <laughs> regarding regarding the web but yeah that's the stuff that i've chosen to go deep on so you said what originally drew you into doing things like html and css was 
the way things looked so you you had a feel about changing things and then you said you were working with wordpress yeah i mean well basically it comes down to the fact that when i was at school i never thought of myself i didn't i didn't know that being a web developer was a career that you could do i didn't know what i was going to do but i did think of i did have designs of being a graphic designer and then actually for a very short while i was a graphic designer so there are or there were buses driving around somewhere with things that I'd designed plastered all over the back of them. And I've done some, some labels for, for beer and designed a few websites without doing any coding for it. But, um, and so I came to web development from the perspective of being a designer, or at least I thought I was a designer in my mind, having now since worked with lots of very talented designers, I, yeah, I don't hold a candle up to them, but that's the perspective i have when i came towards computer stuff so being a web designer does that involve knowing html css or being know how to code or is web designer a completely different thing because i mean when i read stuff i mean there's so many terms for things as web designer web developer web engineer i'm sure the terms are endless but is being a web dev designer is that different to being a web developer oh yeah absolutely so there, there, there are lots of different disciplines so being able to come up with with branding and and an an overarching style guide and the typography for something to make it look nice that's very much a designer's job and you and then building it is like actually making that appear inside a browser is very much a developer's job those two roles do cross over a lot though so you often find designers who are very talented developers and developers who have a very good eye for design Um, and so the actual like the job titles that you see I mean, generally, if it says engineer, you're not going to be asked to design. Um, and generally, if it says design, you're not going to need to do anything more than HTML and CSS, really. There's a lot of people that think designers should code. I think there's a lot of very good designers that think <laughs> designers shouldn't code either because instantly you're limiting yourself to what you think is possible, which can um, restrict the possibilities of it. That's not how great design is done. Great design is done with inspiration and things that code are not really created with but i guess that's where a lot of creativity comes into it and if people are interested in doing that sort of thing they probably they may want to learn how to code it themselves anyway because they're just that sort of person Hmm. yeah but i would say as the, the deeper i've got into learning the mechanics of css and layout and javascript and like putting applications together the less mind space i've had to think about typography and color schemes and i'm not so bothered by <laughs> the the visual hierarchy of um, typographic elements now as i was four or five years ago if a proper like the real really committed designer was getting deep into code suddenly they start you start to have the problem of uh, the mind can only hold so much information mm-hmm. and to get one at once you reach past a certain level of being kind of knowing a bit about everything once you go beyond that it's you're learning things at the expense of learning something else and you mentioned that well you kind of i guess you've dipped your toes into every uh, like every bit of it and i guess i've done something similar over the last year because i didn't when i started out obviously i didn't really have a clue whether i wanted to be a front end a back end whether i wanted to do web whether i wanted to make software so i was kind of i've been on a i've been on a journey and um i've been like trying things out like you say but now i've got to a point where i I know a bit more about what all these terms mean. So I do know the difference between a web designer and a web developer, but only that's taken me quite a while to work out. But I, so I think it's useful to just really emphasize that 
you can try all these different things and when you're starting out it's not nothing to be worried about that you're just you're thinking oh I don't, do i need to focus really early but i think it's really good to be able to know everything and i guess that's always going to come in useful that inf- being able to understand someone else's job role a little however little is going to come in useful if you get into a company or something and-, and that ties into what a lot of employers are looking for as well people value what they call t-shaped skill sets so where you've got a really you're really broad and quite shallow on a lot of things so you have a, a crossbar of a t and then in one particular section you're re- you have really deep knowledge so you know a little bit about everything you're enough to kind of call yourself a generalist, but then there is one thing that you specialize in that makes you worth hiring over someone else. Um, and yeah, so much of this is shaped by how your career organically grows anyway in the kind of jobs that you fall into. Um, I've been hired as a specifically a front-end developer in the past to just do views and templates. And then just because of the nature of being in a small team, you cross over and you spend you could spend weeks doing DevOps stuff and configuring servers and setting up DNS records. And there's yeah, the nature of being in a small team quite often is that you have to wear lots of hats. You have to be lots of different roles. And when you're applying for your next job, you may just call yourself a front ender, but it's useful to have all the the skills that you've built up from being in a small team as well. Yes, and I guess if you're um, like we were talking about last week, if you're kind of someone who enjoys lifelong learning, then that's probably something that's of interest to you anyway, and isn't doesn't feel like a chore, but it's something you think, oh, okay, here's something new. Maybe that maybe I want to become a DevOps person, but I've never come across it before. Let's just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, and, and that's how you grow and evolve, generally speaking, and that's what's certainly what's got me into development. I mean, at every point where my career has taken one path over another. It's just been curiosity that's led me. It's been, oh, I could try this and let's have a play with this and see how this turns out. That's yeah, that's got me where I am today. It's not, there's not been an overarching plan at any point. It's probably quite good to to end on the note of it being. It doesn't massively matter which you choose. It's good to specialize, but as you're learning and as you progress through careers, particularly once you start working for other people and finding jobs in development departments you'll find your own path and you'll gravitate towards you you'll find things that you enjoy doing more than others and it might be that you really enjoy manipulating svgs and animating them and messing around with databases um in which case call yourself full stack um but it's just what people will hire you to do is what you will end up doing from my point of view i've i've been learning for just over a year I have been struggling to know whether to go front end or back end or what to le- I mean there seems so much to learn but maybe that's something I don't need to worry about and just keep learning the stuff that interests me and eventually I'll come across a section of it that I want to deep dive into. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will come it will come at some point. And if you feel like you're forcing that decision it's probably too soon. You haven't found the thing that is really gripping you. On the other side of that is thinking about getting a job because I guess you can't just go around to all these different areas and just think oh i'm just going to try a bit of everything for indefinitely you eventually have to decide what you're going for um but i think you're right uh that there is a point when you're early on and you're applying for jobs the distinction that will come up front end or back end is something that will come up and is something you need to know about um if you're starting out it's easy to get overwhelmed by all the different job titles in the web sphere like the engineers the designers the the uxs the ui the content architects all this there's a lot of disciplines in there but when you're starting out generally the only thing that makes a distinct the only thing that's going to determine like which kind of direction you go is front or back 
that's that is a choice that probably you do have to make if you're applying for jobs you very rarely see full stack junior developer wanted it's generally junior front end or junior back end um either they're the entry level jobs yeah and there's actually a great little kind of flow chart that i've seen before it looks quite detailed but it goes through kind of the sorts of things you need for front end on one and then it's got another one for back end and i will put a link in the show notes to that so you can go and have a look at that it's really interesting the two different graphs about kind of gives you a, almost a path down of what you should be learning for each i yeah i think i may have seen that uh, that's i've certainly seen a similar flow chart if not the same one that you're thinking of um and it yeah it's good to remember that no one starts out as a ui content architect specializing in atomic molecules or whatever there's so many specific job titles that you know, no one starts out like that you fall into that much later down the line when you've got experience and specialized and you're working in contexts where you can specialize like that quite often when you're starting out you're expected to be a jack of all trades and kind of master of none because you don't really know much you it's like learning to drive you don't really learn until you've passed your test and you're out on the road in the real world coding is much like that you can learn an awful lot in isolation but until you're in a real team and dealing with clients or product you don't really know what you don't know until you get to that point yeah and i just had a look and it's the web developer roadmap um yes that sounds familiar yeah it's yeah it's extremely useful i think if you're thinking if you're not sure where to go between front end and back end if you liked today's episode then please follow us on twitter we're at aqo code and please subscribe on your podcast player of choice and if you liked what you heard give us a nice rating thanks bye yeah that's better thank you (laughs) a bit high-pitched bye 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 (laughs)